when I was in high school, I was making more money than my teachers were, you know? But like when I go in once a week to make music, that day is like probably like one of the funnest days all week. Did you end up paying a lot of 500 people? bucks. That's it? Yeah, and then my song started doing like 50,000 streams a week. Welcome back to episode 10 of the No Script Podcast. Today's guest is an artist with 3.7 million monthly listeners on Spotify. His song Ashes has over 200 million streams and has been used in over 1.7 million TikTok videos. He now lives right down the street from me, which means I'm doing something right with my life. Please welcome the one and only Stellar. Yeah, what, up? what up, man? What up, what up, what up? Look at you. All these rappers come wearing we chains, doing? wearing... That's the image, that? you know? Off-white. <laughs> Off way, my and then I'm over brand. here with no free feet picks. <laughs> Rip Virgil. Rip Virgil. Uh, thanks for coming, man. Thanks for making the long walk. <laughs> yeah, the one minute up the street walk. <laughs> he texts me. He's like, on the way, bro. I put my phone down. Hello. He's like, I'm here. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're an artist. You, yes, you had kind of a different start than a lot of artists do. Oh, yeah, walk, I'd say so. Walk us through like where you where you were when you first started making music where the inspiration came from and your kind of your journey um so when i first started making music i was a freshman in college um i used to i was a cs major at a tech school in massachusetts so like very you, you were in computer science computer science oh you were like yeah i was a fucking nerd bro <laughs> indian as fuck <laughs> i was indian as fuck bro engineering bro that's what my parents were like you have to be an engineer, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know how it is. Like, doctor, engineer. So, like, yeah. doing the computer science route. Um, I hated it. I hated every fucking single aspect of it. But, um, yeah, I was. there's, there's like, more to the story. It goes back farther because I used to, like, make – I used to be a creator. I uh, had a massive YouTube channel. Before like when college? I was in, before college. You had, like, a 75,000 subscribers on YouTube. Which is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For gaming. So oh, for gaming? Yeah, I used to make more money than my teachers did in high school when I was in high school. Oh, that's a flex. <laughs> yeah, so that's that was kind of cool, yeah. Like um but that's where like my creative kind of like talent came from and then I went into college. My parents made me go to college anyway even though I was making good money. And I hated computer science and my YouTube channel was dying because it was like a tough school, tough major, and I kind of like started working on music, gave up my YouTube channel completely. I'm like I like music. And the way I picked up music was I was watching the Juice World freestyles. I don't know if you've seen those. Which are like 20 minutes long of Juice World. Just yeah, going like at it, huh? an hour, an hour, yeah, hour yeah. long freestyles. And he was so inspiring to me. He was like the artist that like literally made me start making music. Uh, I, I loved him at the time. He was like my favorite artist. Like, And essentially, I was so inspired by his freestyles. There was a recommended video on the side of like the video I was watching. That was like anyone can freestyle. And I was just intrigued. So I clicked on it and it kind of like gave me tips on like how to freestyle. So most people, when they freestyle, they're like, they think about the end word of like a rhyme. So like dog, right? Mm -hmm. The next thing you think of is like bog or right. frog, you know? And then once you like think of three rhymes, you can't really think past it, you know? Right. So what do you think? So what the guy in the, in the video said was don't think about the, the last word rhyming. Just talk about something. Like talk about a topic uh -huh. and try to make it rhyme. Mm. So like if you're at the beach, you know, you can like, like it's like, it's nice out, blah, 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 blah. Like, and then at every once in a while you can make the end of the word rhyme. And then it sounds like, you know what you're fucking doing. So that's why like Harry Mack probably is like a good example of that. Cause like, I don't know if you know who Harry Mack is. He goes on and does like the freestyles on the beach and whatnot. Yeah. But like when he freestyles, he's, he's literally doing what you're telling me. He's building a story. He's like, pointing at people that are there building a story we're here we're doing this kind of thing as opposed to just random exactly stuff. exactly and if people throw words at you you can keep going because then you can change the, the last word rhyming so it's a lot easier to like freestyle when like someone's just like spitting words at you or gives you words to go off of because then you can literally change the last word and then you just talk about things and you like try to make it rhyme like i'm i honestly haven't freestyled in a long time because like back in the day i used to do more like rap than like now i do like pop music mm -hmm. So I'm not that good at it anymore. But back then, I used to do it all the time. And I figured out I could freestyle after watching that video. And that was like the moment where I was like, oh, shit, like maybe I should make music. I can literally freestyle. Like I showed all my roommates in college. They were freaking out. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. you can just do that. And I'm like, all these computer science kids at like 2 a.m. studying. And then this guy, guys, 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 I could rap. I could rap. Like, yeah, no, they're all, they're all like, shut up. But then when I showed them, they're just like, what? 
Can you freestyle right now? I haven't done it in a while. I could throw in a beat. It's probably going to be ass. But like, what I do... Can we make it happen? Sure, if you want. What I do now more is like, I do like melodic freestyles because I make pop music. Yeah. So I'll like sing something catchy. Which is harder, no? It's way easier for me. Really? Yeah, because if I was... Can you hit a beat? Can you play a beat? I'll play this shit as an ass. I'll do my best. <laughs> he plays like one of his own beats. He's like trying to ah! sell them. <laughs> <laughs> would we be able to hear that here or no? I think phone would be better. For Should I play it on the phone? Yeah. Would that work for you? Sure. Do you have a beat you want to play? I'm just going to go to like Pacific Beats. I'm going to sing for you. I'm not going to fucking rap. I'd rather you sing. Okay. Because I can't. I, I'm not a good rapper anymore. I used to make rap music. A lot of people don't know. I have like a trap rap song on my yeah? YouTube channel. Yeah. On the on your old gaming YouTube channel? Well, on my old gaming YouTube channel is now my artist oh, channel. Oh, you changed it, huh? Yeah. Do you still have your videos up from before? Yeah. If you scroll back, it's Fortnite and Halo. So well, that's not that long ago then, right? I mean, in high school, I used to do when that. We, wait, how old are you? 22. Okay, dude. You, you say like when I was in college. That was like two years ago. I mean, I dropped out of college, so... Same. It was a little a little while ago, but yeah, I mean, it feels like a long time now, you know. At what point did you drop out? Um, I dropped out my junior year of college. Like, this is literally me. <laughs> this is me 2.0. Yeah, like the start of junior year. So like, right when COVID was dying down, because I didn't want to move out like in the middle of COVID because I didn't see the point. Yeah. So kind of stuck it out until like COVID died down, and then I moved to LA. I moved here, twenty twenty. No, twenty twenty one at the start of 2021 interesting yeah so it's almost been two years of me being here now it looks the same shit and leave it right down the street let's see it. here i'm gonna pull up like a random beat uh-oh the stellar freestyle it's freestyling over an ad i have it on my i have like five youtube accounts youtube is like sucking the giving him like records i like giving people money no this is weird Whoa. as fuck What, what should I, what should I think about? Joker. The Joker. Australians, Indians, and Joker. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's not, I don't operate like that anymore. Like, okay, I'm just going to freestyle whatever fucking comes to my head. Alright. Down the river, yeah, we rowing that boat, and we go faster, faster, you know how it goes. And when I'm looking at your eyes, you see me on a rider. See, like, what, yeah, I do now, what I do now is a lot different. Because it's more about the melodies and what, like, sounds good. That made no fucking sense at all. But, like, I'll, I'll try again with a different beat. That was fucking weird. That was really good. Holy shit. Huh? Yeah. I'm going to record this and sell it. <laughs> it's it's more melodies than making sense, you know? And then I, like, make it make sense later. I know what you want from me and I don't want to see you bleeding. It's okay. Cause when I'm looking at you, when I'm running no way. And I don't let me take you down now. I don't fucking know. Damn, that was really good. See, it's more really melody based. Like, what, what I'm saying doesn't make sense, but that's because, like, in the day, I used to like want to like rap more than make pop music, but with pop melodies or everything. So like maybe out of that freestyle, I'll be like, I'll voice memo it and I'll like one little bit, and I might have said like one or two words that are like really cool. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, let me take you down, and fill the rest of the melody with words that like make sense. So yeah. are you like an artist that would go into the studio? And just like freestyle and like clip a clip a line you like and then no just so I in. like go in the studio like I build a beat out um and with the producer kind of in the in the genre of like what I want to make music in and then he'll play it and I'll just rip melodies the exact same way I just did uh, into my phone and then if I like anything I'll be like oh what I said there was like really cool then I'll, that'll be like the hook of the song I'll, like build around it. And do you work with like the same people every single time? Like in music, I know it's a lot of times you have um, a team that you're just. I used to do that. I I mean, no, I mean, I used to work with a lot of people, but now I found like four or five producers that I just rotate between. Like the shit I make with them is just like astronomically better than like a majority of people. Like a lot of people, like you got to find a groove with them, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like hard going in every time with like someone new or like trying new people out because it's like you, you don't always connect with someone. Yeah. When you find someone that like gets it, gets you 
makes your life so much easier. So yeah, I work with like four producers now on like rotation. Nice. Um, yeah, a majority of my songs are produced by the same people. So then in terms of like monetization, how did like, I know like when it comes to monetization, there's so many different percentages that go all over the place in music. Yeah. People are complaining that streams aren't making them as much money as they want. Um, are you focused more on monetization from your music side of things or more from your content side of things? Oh, dude, I don't even fucking monetize my content. Not at all? I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah? Like, I mean, the TikTok creator fund or whatever. Well, that's like, like shit. Right? Yeah, there was like in a period of time where people were like, oh, yo, this like was reducing your views. So I just turned it off because I didn't like streams make me money, you mm -hmm. know, like my songs are what are paying my bills. I don't really give a shit about like content monetization i do the content to promote the music you know right. and like kind of like build the brand it's not it's not about getting paid from like a youtube video like if people like the music that i am talking about in the youtube video they'll go stream it and that's what actually pays me so is there a big gap between like being able to make a living on music and not because i know like because you have a shitload of streams like your songs yeah. are over 200 no million, it's honestly right? really tough it is, huh? Yes. Like, what is it per stream? It's probably like so. 0. A good reference is like it's a four thousand dollars per million streams, which is not easy. <laughs> That's really tough. Yeah, like, especially in music. Exactly, it's not. It's not easy to do that. It, I mean, I I'm a special case where I had like a record go crazy, and mm -hmm. I kind of built my platform off that. But like growing to that point is really tough. That's why a lot of artists like work numerous jobs. But once you pass that threshold, music pays really well. Right. Because like. Getting the difference between getting 1 million streams and 10 million streams is like a viral video once you have the platform. Right. Right. And that's like. And then, so you already have like the followers, which is like the monthly listeners, right? Yes. And monthly listeners, does that come like, do they click a button or how does monthly listeners? Monthly work? listeners are how many individual people listen to your music in a span of a month. So you have what 3.6 million? 3.7, yeah. 3.7. It was 3.6 and you just hit 3.6 yesterday, <laughs> 3.7 today. That's crazy. So then. You dropped a song yesterday, and then for reference, how many views is that? How many listens does that have now? I dropped a song. It's I dropped eighteen hours ago. It has forty thousand streams. Wow. Yeah. Are you posting on? I know because I know DistroKid is something where it puts yeah, it on yeah, DistroKid's. So there's distrib like distributors for music, right? right. DistroKid's like the one for independent artists, usually upcoming artists that uh don't have connections to actual distributors that like have back end connections to Spotify. Honestly, if I were an upcoming artist, I would use this show kid or TuneCore because it's easy, it's cheap. But I don't use this show kid because like I kind of have like a fan base and a following, and it was a lot easier for me to get in contact with like an actual distributor. So the, the difference between my distributor and this show kid is say for whatever reason your your sound on TikTok gets taken down for like being flagged. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that could happen. You know, like people could be jealous reporting you or like someone posts a video with your sound. And the video's fucked up, so people report your sound. Whatever. There's like millions of reasons why it could be taken down. Right. If I'm at Distro Kid and I call them or email them, it'll take like a week for it to get back up. Oh, really? Yes, because they're they're like uh, customer service is like slower because they have a fuck ton of people using right the platform. But my distributor will get it back up in like two hours. Oh, okay. Because I have a direct contact there, and they'll like freak out and have a direct contact at Spotify or TikTok, and just like boom. But the thing is, with DistroKid, you don't have to pay your distributor anything. It's free, mm -hmm. right? You just pay the monthly fee, which is like $12, I think, right? a year or 20 I don't know, something. It's not a lot. Right. But with my distributor, they take 8% of my royalties, which okay. is a lot yeah. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end of the day. But the thing is, I have, like, I'm, I'm a lot more secure with them. And there's no real distributors that have the connections that do, like, monthly payments. Okay. Know? So that's already 8% going to the distributor. Yes. And then who else takes percentages from? Uh, my management takes 20%. And then the uh, producer also takes 20%. So I'm essentially making like 52%. Now, you're not signed to a label, are you? You're doing right. this all in the... I do the math there, right? 40, 48, yeah, 52, yeah. So 52, you keep you keep 52 or you're at 48? I keep 52. You're at 52. 48% of it, it goes to like XYZ. Okay, and then does your management like provide everything else you need or are you yeah like, no they like if i want something done i tell them happens within the week interesting yeah. and then so then for like tiktok since you came your start came from mostly tiktok and promoting your music from there yeah. i was doing a little research on you before i don't know like how accurate this is but supposedly you were paying people to use your song on yeah. tiktok and then 
like you told them for every thousand views, I'll give you like 20 bucks for every like million. I'll give you a hundred or something. Yeah, so essentially like I optimized an idea that I saw. So I saw like, uh, there's three people back in the day. This was like early TikTok before like the hype started. It was right before COVID happened. Right. So I feel like everyone kind of got the app when COVID blew up. So I saw this kid posting videos saying, Hey, if you use my sound, I'll, I'll pay you a thousand dollars if you get a lot of views. Mm -hmm. So vague. Right. Right. And he ended up going broke because just take everyone money yeah because he didn't specify anything so i'm like okay like this it clearly worked for him like his sound got like five thousand uses i'm like holy shit um song was pretty mid not gonna lie but like the marketing strategy was good right so i was like what if i optimize this with ashes which is my big record i knew that song was a hit i was just waiting i was biding my time waiting for like the right time to market it mm -hmm. right when i listen to that song show that song to people they're like holy fucking shit this song is like this song could hit billboard, you know? And I, I mean, at the time I had no following at all. When was this? This was when you were in college still, or you were already out 2020. of college? 2020. Oh, this was before you even moved out here. You were yes, just... this was before I moved out, right when COVID hit. Okay. So essentially like I started promoting my music heavily when COVID happened because I had a lot more free time. In, in college, I had no time at all. So um, yeah, just essentially COVID gave me the time I needed to promote my music. And um, yeah, I saw this kid's marketing strategy and I was like, what if I optimize it? What if I like, like set like limits so hey if you hit a million uh views with my sound i'll give you a 100 bucks mm -hmm. right and i kind of like structured it so uh like if you hit like a hundred thousand i'll give you ten dollars right if, if you hit like half a million i'll give you like twenty dollars which is great incentive plus you're not even like that's very worth the money for right. you so at the time there was no creator fund there weren't even like tiktok agencies that were like paying creators to use sounds mm -hmm. Like TikTok was fairly new. Like people just wanted to make money. Were you already on Musically before TikTok, or no, had you no. just started TikTok? Yeah, I music? saw like Arizona Service blow up Roxanne and like uh, Old Town Road with Lil Nas X. I'm like, okay, like this is like the next spot to blow right. up music. I'd been trying a bunch of shit, like playlisting, um, just like random crap. You know, like none of it was working. Playlisting used to be huge. That's what I heard everyone yeah, was trying to do on pays. People to get everyone on Spotify. trying to do playlisting, but that just like fake streams, bro. Like it's it? not real, real people. Yeah, the second you get off the playlist, where the fuck do the streams right. go? They, they vanish. You sure. know, like it's like maybe you'll grow a little bit, but like that's not the approach you should be taking. The approach you should be taking right now is like short form content because your music will speak for itself, mm -hmm. right? Right. You just got to be clever. Yeah. You got to be like ahead of the norm. Um, but yeah, so essentially, I optimized the idea. I green screen in front of like a screenshot that I put up. I'm like, hey, if you do this, I'll pay you this amount. Whatever. The video went kind of viral, right? For me at the time, it was the most viral video I ever had. I had like 3,000 followers at the time, got like 50,000 views, but that butterflied mm -hmm. into like millions of fucking views because people would duet the video and be like, blow up this video so I can get a hundred oh, bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the sound would be tagged because when you duet it, it's tagged and people are like, oh, what, what if I do it? So like tons of people started using the sound. Right. So it grew from like a hundred uses to 10,000 in a span of like a week. Now, how, like, were you worried that too many videos were gonna get a million at that point? Dude, I just ended the challenge. Oh, you ended it? After a week, I'm like, challenge is over. Like, sorry guys. How like, much did you, did you end up paying a lot of 500 people? bucks. That's it? Yeah, and then my song started doing like 50,000 streams a week, a, a day, sorry. Damn. So yeah, no, I like got 15 million views worth of exposure for like 500, 500 bucks. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, just the way I structured the, the tier list for the screenshot, was was like, it, it people weren't actually getting a million views. You know what I mean? Just a fuck ton of people were using it, right? And like maybe like, two or three people got a million, like two or three people got five hundred thousand. So what blah. was it? Five hundred thousand was twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. So I barely paid out anything, yeah. and I was just got a fuck ton of exposure. Wow. And then my song started blowing up, and I'm like, oh shit, like I made it. Blah blah blah. You know, I the song had like a million, million streams by the end of the month. I'm like, I'm a fucking artist, guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but I actually had a second video that actually like changed everything. So that was like the start. That was like the start of the snowball effect. So uh, was this like was a snowball effect for your music, or was it like when you posted the second one, you didn't see the? No, the second one was even more clever of an idea. Really? Yeah. So I uh, I essentially said I noticed that people using my sound because after I ended the challenge, like people were actually getting millions of views with it just like organically. They weren't even reaching out to me because I like deleted the, the original video or like I think I privated it or something. Mm -hmm. 
And um, but people just started using the sound because they liked it. Because you know, like how on TikTok, like shit just starts exploding. Yeah, yeah. Did anyone big end up using it? Oh, fuck ton of big people did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anna Banana. I, I don't fucking know. Who's Anna Banana? You don't know Anna Banana? She's pretty big. I don't. I can't really place who fucking use it, but 1.7 people million. Yeah, 1.7 million people yeah, use yeah. it. So like, a good amount of people did use. Which it. is a lot, like especially during that time when TikTok was just becoming a thing. Yeah, it was one of the biggest sounds on the platform. Um, but yeah, essentially what I did was uh, I noticed that people using the sound were having their videos blow up because it was like in the algorithm, you know? Yeah. It was like hot in the algorithm. So I just made a video pointing out like, hey, if you use my sound, your videos are going to go viral. And I kind of structured the video in a way that made it seem like the sound was like the sole reason yeah. why the videos were going viral, which wasn't entirely true. It was like a part of the reason, like it had to be a good video, but like tagging my sound would help it go viral because it was like a trending sound. Right. So it wasn't like a hundred percent true, but it was technically true. I just like framed it in a way to make it look like the sound was the reason yeah. it was going viral. And that video got the most views I've ever gotten at the time, again. This got, wasn't for Ashes, was it? This was for Ashes. This was for Ashes. Yeah, it had 10,000 uses at the time. And then mm -hmm. I did that. And uh, that video got a million views, which was like the most wow. it, it ever had. And people were duetting it with the sound, doing the same thing that they did for the, the money thing. Being like, oh, is it true? Will this video get a fuck ton of views? Mm -hmm. And a lot of them did. Like my video got views. My video got a million views to begin with. So if someone duets my video, clearly my video was good enough to get a million views. So their videos were getting a million views and then it just snowballed like crazy it went from me getting ten thousand uses in a span of like a week to the next day i woke up to fifty thousand uses the day That's after insane. that a hundred then like 150 200 just kept on going up by the end of the month out of like a million uses to the sound and my streams went from 50 a day to like fifty thousand a day to like seventy thousand to a hundred thousand to 150 and that's when all the fucking labels started calling bro oh yeah yeah every single label under the sun tried to sign me and then it like plateaued for a little bit and then someone made a pov trend with my sound so my sound just became like the pov sound so and you know like there's pov yeah, yeah. tiktokers right Every single POV tech talker just started using ashes in every video that they did, even if it had nothing to do with the sound. Wow. And then it went from like, it was, it, it got stuck at like 600,000 uses or something. Then it spiked to like 2 million because all the POV people were, were using my sound. And I was like, what the fuck? And the labels were all, were all trying to sign me at 150, like when I was doing 150,000 streams a day, like after the POV shit started blowing up, my song was doing like 350,000 streams a day. And then the conversation was completely different. Like Republic and, and Warner and Arista were all like, there was like a bidding war like amongst them to like sign me. Did you sign with anyone at that time? I signed no? a single deal. I didn't want to get signed as an artist. Like I could have taken the fat bag up front, but like I, I didn't have a platform. Like my song was going viral because yeah. of clever videos that I'd made. But I didn't actually have a platform at the time. I had 50,000 followers on TikTok. I had 2,000 followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yes, my song was blowing up, but like no one fucking knew who I was. Right. So they would have signed me on a shit deal. Like shit in turn. It would have been a good deal because like the song was streaming enough that I could cop. I could have comfortably gotten like a million dollar record deal, like easily at that point in time. But I didn't want a million dollars and have my life signed away. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Because like I I thought that. I'd have more longevity than that exact moment. And no one really believed in me because I, the song blew up way bigger than me. Right. And then I essentially turned down all the, the record deals, except for like, there was, it was Sony air Sunder Sony offered me a single deal um, for like a quarter million. And it was just for the song. So I wasn't like, technically signed to anyone and I could still re release music the way I wanted to so release Was that music. like a distribution kind of deal where they would promote that one song for you, but you wouldn't be... It, it wasn't a dish show deal. It was, it was a record deal, it a but it was a single deal. single deal. So they owned... So I'd have to recoup, but I signed... It was a great deal. I, I signed a, a profit split deal, so it was like 50-50. Uh -huh. And um, for one song. So like I signed it. And a song you already knew was doing well, so you weren't like... Yeah. Yeah. And um, just continue to do better. And yeah, I signed that deal. That gave me like the money to move out here and kind of like start up, you know? Yeah. So put out more music. But like other than that, I own fucking everything, mm -hmm. which is cool. You nice. Know? Like now, now it's paid off. Me not doing that then, I've made 
5x, not 5x. I made like like almost 2x what I could have made. Right. Well, like back then, like already. You know what I mean? Wow. So it's like. So then talk to me about like, what advice would you have for someone that's trying to grow on TikTok and with their music? Because what you did then, that's not a strategy you're still doing. Is that strategy? Oh, that won't work off? anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so the like, times change on TikTok. Right. You know, like. What would you tell someone who's trying to promote their music on TikTok just like, as opposed to just posting, you know? Honestly, like I'm still trying to figure out what's working on TikTok half the time because everything's always changing. The best advice I can give you is just be like, be on top of what is going viral on TikTok. Like what is working for people and take what's working for people and slightly flip it into something that is your own and post that. If you take someone else's idea right? And copy it directly. You were going to get less views than them mm -hmm. because a, you're probably going to do it worse. Right. And B it's already been done before. So it's not new. If you take someone's idea and slightly flip it, then a you're unique. And cause you flipped it, you could have done it better. Right. Right. If you do that, then I, I'd say your videos go viral. That's what I do. That's how I've stayed relevant for so long. My song blew up three years ago. I still get millions of views on my TikTok. You know, yeah. my songs are still streaming. Well, I just kind of like flip ideas that other people have. You look at trends and you optimize them for, for yourself. I agree with what you say. I think what yeah. I tell people too is like, you can never try to be like someone else and expect to do better because the people that want to see that are already going to that person, you know? So you can never come in. I can never just try to steal your sound and sound exactly like you because yeah. I'll never get your fan base because your fan base is going to stay with you. They're not going to try to come at someone who's trying to be like you, you know? Right. So I think finding something that's working and changing and making your own thing is always the best way to exactly music whatever anything in entertainment you can never be yeah. like and people have done it to me too they've taken my ideas and flipped them and done them better yeah you know like yeah, crash yeah. adams for example right like they flipped my idea for like interview content with people and they made it better and they, i don't know if you know who crash adams is. I, dude their music always comes up on my yeah, youtube and they just... blew the fuck up and and we i've interviewed them before i've, I've like done a podcast with them like, yeah they credit their success in terms of the idea to me Nice. They got inspired by my idea mm -hmm. and they made their video, which went ape shit fucking viral. It's incredible. And I, I'm just happy to be Is it the moonlight song. Kiss me. Some, some, the... uh, give me a kiss. No, it was, it was more the video style of like the style of video. Yeah. It was more the video style where they're. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's it like catches you off the first second it plays on like a, on a yeah, YouTube video. Like the bad thing. Good. I technically didn't inspire that directly, but I inspired them going out in public in, you know, interviewing people and be like hey this is my i think we talked about it but like mm -hmm. essentially i just pushed them in the right direction because i was friends with them and they optimized my idea mm -hmm. and they made it better and now they blew the fuck up you know right like they took what i did and made it better i've taken ideas from people and i've made it better and it blew blew up my shit like there was a trend that was like i don't know if you saw that trend where people were like fake phone calling their exes and like making them like pretend pretending like they bought like something crazy on their credit card or whatever i saw that on, you did something like that where you like have the computer playing it for you exactly i did see but that yeah. i didn't come up with that idea yeah i just flipped it to fit my song right and mine was better in terms of like the concept you know what the other people were doing was like calling their friends and making them think that they like spent like someone stole their credit card and spent right. like seven thousand dollars but i i flipped it to me calling my ex, mm -hmm. you know, which I feel like hits a lot more because mm -hmm. like it's, oh, fuck your ex. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just feel like I optimize the idea, which nice. is what I recommend people do on TikTok. Just take something that's working and make it your own. Like that's the only advice I can give. Like TikTok's always changing. There's no, no set pattern that you can just do that works. You know, you always have to adapt. Otherwise you'll fall off. Right. Yeah. So take a step back. We talked about the music. We got in depth with that. Uh, how was this on like your family side of things? Cause you do come from an oh, Indian background. They've right? always been supportive. And I think I said earlier in the podcast, like when I was in high school, I was making more money than my teachers were. Right. And I didn't know what to fucking do with that money. Yeah. Like I, I just went shopping. I'd spend like a thousand dollars at the mall and be like, ah, I'm a big baller. You know what I mean? It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Money just kind of like sat there. And um, my parents were like, nah, you got to go to college. Like, I don't know if this is sustainable, which is, completely valid on their end because it was a fucking Fortnite youtuber right like Fortnite, like if it fell off then came back you know yeah, like, yeah. But like essentially went from making a fuck ton of money playing Fortnite to me making a fuck ton of money off of music and they were like you know what 
you know how to make money on the internet. Just do what you want. It's like we have faith in you. So was it acceptance because you were making money, or let's say you were you weren't making shit and this was something you were just trying to? They do? would have encouraged it, but they wouldn't let me drop out. Right. I I proved to them that I did it twice in different areas. Like I blew up with YouTube for gaming. And I blew up my TikTok for music. They're completely different. Are they from here or are your parents? They're from here? India, they're but they're very here. like forward thinking, you uh -huh. know, they're uh, like, they, you know, like were completely supportive of everything I was doing and they saw the money coming in and that was like a justifying factor because it was the second time that this had happened. Right. It wasn't the first time. It wasn't like, oh, what the fuck? It was like, you did it again. So when you say a fuck ton of money in high school for Fortnite videos, what did that look like? Well, it, was like it, wasn't a fuck a it wasn't a fuck ton. It, like, it was just more than my teachers. And Which is, that's a lot still, yeah, right? And the only reason why I know it was more than my teachers is because, like, in, like, my psychology class, my teacher asked me how much I was making a month. And I was like, oh, I'm making, like, making, like, 3000 to $4,000 a month. Which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, then, I, I mean, at the time, I didn't even know what to fucking spend it on. I just used to go home and play video games all day, you know what I mean? I would just upgrade my setup. Yeah. Um, but she was like, that's more than I make. And then she told every fucking teacher at the school that I, I made more. What's the big school? Did you go to a private school? No, it was, a, it was a public school. And then, yeah. I mean, shout out, shout out that teacher though. She was really cool. But like, I was very like nerdy in high school and I'd kind of like stuck to myself. I was a smart kid, you know, like mm -hmm. went to a tech school for CS. Where'd you go for college? Uh, WPI. It's like a small polytechnic school in, in Massachusetts. Okay, you said you said you're from Boston. I was like, damn, does this motherfucker go to MIT or something? <laughs> I mean, WPI is like MIT's like rival school for oh, yeah, like, yeah, but like not for academics. People at MIT are definitely smarter. But um, like MIT WPI's robotics program is like the best robotics program in the world. So it's just it's they competed with each other. You know what I mean? So I went to a boarding school in high school, right? And then we sucked at every sport, like whatever, like the worst division you could get. I was talking about this last time too. Our football team would play like against the school of the deaf, right? So it was like, we'd have like the lowest, not no disrespect to okay, them, but yeah, I was saying yeah. like our school was awful at every sport we did. But the one thing we were, two things we were really good at, badminton and robotics. So we had like this robotics team yeah. in high school. And then like these kids, cause like a boarding school, like everyone was from like Asia. Most like yeah. a high percentage were from Asia and they live in, dorm rooms on campus yeah so then every kid want, came there like trying out for this robotics team the most insane robotics team they like travel the world doing robotics tournaments and stuff like that that's it and then i like watched them building these crazy robots i'm like and there's like people there's crowds and shit i didn't know that was like a thing yeah until, like i was there no, it, like, it is a thing it was wild i'm like yeah i mean i i know about it because my school was big into that yeah thing. yeah but the yeah. nerdiest no disrespect to them, but the nerdiest fucking kids in this little group that wouldn't like talk to anyone but each other yeah is no. that kind of what it was I mean, yeah, my school was very, very nerdy. I, I felt like I didn't really belong there at all. But like, no, nah, I did not belong there at all. I like, I, I rushed my like a frat there though. Um, and, the robotics frat. <laughs> no, I mean like the school was so small that like if you wanted a social life, you had to join a frat. Like small schools are kind of like that. Like I would have never joined a frat. I don't see myself as like a frat kid. At, like if I went to like a public school, you know, like a, a like a UMass or like UCLA or some shit like that. But like. At smaller schools, like the social life comes from being in a fraternity or a sorority, so I felt like obligated to rush one. So I joined one, and they they brought real structure to my life because I got the shit hazed out of me. <laughs> and like I had, like what they do? I'm not gonna talk about it because <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't give them a bad look. You know what I mean? Um, but essentially, um, it, they just helped me organize my life because I didn't have time for anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like and it gave me like. It taught me how to, how to like be more organized, you know, and, and that has attributed to my success today because I'm always on top of my shit. I'm very punctual. I'll be, be placed on time. If I'm not on time, I'll, I'll give people like a heads up. Hey, I'm going to be like late, blah, blah, blah. Is that okay? Or, and I, and I get a fuck ton of shit done in, in the day. Like I work fucking from the second I wake up to the second I go to bed on the weekdays, on the, on the weekends, I'm a fucking degenerate party animal. <laughs> But like, are you so it's completely different like oh yeah Friday, complete flip but like i can i grind my ass off all week and the second it hits friday i don't do jack shit until i recover from my hangover sunday and then i plan my week sunday night and then got, get back into the grind so we were talking about it before we started the podcast he has 15 noise complaints in his apartment yeah. can i talk about that yeah <laughs> um 
One more and you're out, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say much because I don't want them to have proof against me because <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to get evicted. But yes, I do tend to have, I did have people over some couple times. Maybe, yeah, I'm just not going to talk about it. I don't want to get evicted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but yes, yeah, so no, I have, a, I have a fuck ton of noise complaints. A lot of my neighbors hate me. Um, I'm a very social person and I like, like interacting with people. So I'll often invite girls back to my spot, you know? And like when it's later at night, neighbor, neighbors tend to get angry. You know, one of my neighbors tried to fight me. So I don't know if, if what I saw was real, but the other day when I was with evil, we were driving by, yeah. we saw you getting in like this Uber car, this big Uber, right? Yeah. There's this white old guy yelling at you. Was it that, you? That, you saw <laughs> that <laughs> shit? Oh my God, bro. That guy tried to fight me that day. That guy literally tried to fight me. He hopped over my fence, got in my face, but my buddy had a big, like, uh, it was a, it's a, Do is it a Doberman or what's the fucking other massive dog? Great Dane, right? Great Dane. He has a Great Dane. The Great Dane went ape shit on him. <laughs> And he, like, got scared off. He was fucking yelling at me. Do you remember that? Dude, all I, I'm driving by, all I see is this white guy looking at you just... Bro, boom, boom, boom. he fucking literally tried to fight <laughs> me that day. It's because, like, oh, my God. The, the building across from my building doesn't have, like, thick windows. And I don't even know, like, they have AC or whatever. So they, like, keep their windows open. And they can hear fucking everything. Yeah, so I, I dealt with something at the same building you're talking about right now. One time I was filming with, I don't know if you know Shane. Shane's really loud all the time. Yeah, yeah. So he was filming something right at the bottom of the street. Yeah. And from that building near you, all I hear is, shut up! Uh, it's that one guy, guy, bro. He's a fucking crackhead, bro. I swear to God. He he calls me Boston. I don't know how the fuck he knows I'm from Boston, but whatever. <laughs> whenever I leave my door, whenever I leave my door, he opens his window. Hey, Boston. Fuck you, mate. Wait, does We're going to have a serious fucking problem, mate. If you keep faking, oh, making noise, mate. Yes, he's Australian. <laughs> Australian crackhead motherfucker. Holy shit. He creeps me the fuck out. He shines like lasers into my laser pointers in my serious? building. Like, yeah, when, when the light's on too late. You're like, T close your blinds, mate. Holy shit. I don't fucking get it, bro. Holy shit. Like, maybe you should fucking close your blinds and you won't see light coming from mine. Like, you ever think of that? Is I saw like a golden moment then, huh? Yeah, guys. Yeah, you did. That, <laughs> that moment's the moment I tell people about pretty often. I can't believe, yeah, you witnessed Yeah, I drove right shit. by your, your, some girl getting in an that was Kendra. Uh, yeah, the, the, Kendra's the porn star? The porn star, yeah. You got all kinds of shit going on in oh, this yeah. apartment. No, bro. my my social life is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, we were walking by her place and you pointed out like the doormat on the floor. Oh, yeah. It was like the doormat in front of this girl's door said, it's not a whorehouse, it's a whore home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. My, oh, like, my neighbor is uh, Kendra Sunderland. She's a pretty big porn star. She's like my... She, I'm really tight with her. She's such a sweet girl. Like, we go to shit all the time. She, she's very cool. But yeah, that day we were going to uh, B Dave's fight, which convenient that I bumped into. Oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We bumped into you on the street, and then yes, that was the day I saw the guy yelling at you. Yes, and the night before, I blacked the fuck out, so I don't remember shit. And uh, he was freaking out at me, and I'm like, bro, I don't have time for this. Like, at all. Fuck you. You live in the other building. Like, fuck off. <laughs> so he's not even in your building. And no. He, like, takes his time to come to your building Dude, to do this? Dude, I don't understand. Like, like, close your fucking windows. Like, why are your windows open? That's why you can hear us. You know, like, how is it my fault that you're leaving your windows open every day? Does he live by himself? He lives with his girlfriend who is swearing at Kendra. And Kendra wasn't even at my house the night before. Oh, so she doesn't like you? His girl doesn't like you guys either? No. No. Dude, but, like, also they're, like... It's not like they're nice about it. They're not like, yo, can you please keep the volume down? They like fucking cuss us out every time we like, Then it probably was them that yelled at me from inside. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, that guy's ridiculous. Yeah, no, fuck that. He's annoying as fuck. The rest of the people who live, the people who live in my building are relatively cool. Everyone's doing cool shit. Um, but yeah, no, the building across from us is. Dude, this street has all kinds of weird stuff going on. Like, um, we're friends with the people above us, like somewhere up there. Yeah. And. Like, what happened? Like, he said, like, one time he, like, looks out the window and, like, this guy has, like, a shotgun outside. Right? I don't know. Right? Like, some kind of weird, like, he'll, like, she'll hear screaming and then she'll call her husband or his, her husband will, like, wake up. Like, what's going on? There's some dude with a shotgun. He's just like, oh. Like, it's like that. Like, they yeah. don't even care. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The street, I mean, street has a lot of cool people on it. I mean, my, I feel like 
it's th this area of LA is a lot safer than a lot of. No, it's definitely safer. Places, no, yeah. no, no. He was probably protecting the city with his shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around. <laughs> no, I mean red, red, red dead redemption. <laughs> right, dude. <laughs> uh, West Hollywood edition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he comes from. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was like some shit going on up here next in the building over the other day. Were you here, Brittany? I don't think you were here. There was um, some guy and girl yelling. There's some girl yelling, like crazy, like going super crazy, this, that. And then like I, I opened this bl these blinds and I just see all the neighbors' heads just looking out. Really? And then we're just like one by, we're meeting each neighbor. What's up, bro? Kia, nice to meet you. It's just hilarious. It's like how the neighborhood connects is off this crazy shit. That's funny. So like, yeah, all kinds of shit goes on on the street. But... Yeah. A lot of cool people live on our street too, though. I didn't know that. I literally thought it was all crazy people. I mean, yeah, no. Jaden Hostler lives on the street. I don't, you said. I've heard his name. Yeah, Jaden. Um, it's a guy, right? He was a part of the Sway House. Uh, do you know Nessa Barrett and Bryce Hall? And okay, like yeah, Josh yeah. Richards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Josh Richards' best friend was Jaden Hostler and uh, Josh Richards' girlfriend was Nessa and Nessa cheated on Josh with Jaden. Whoa. This, you didn't hear about this? No. This is like big news. It's big TikTok drama. Like old back in the like... Like last year, year before, yeah. Is this so they all lived in the Sway House and then... He yeah, Sway here? House. Yeah, now he's he's like exiled from like... Oh, really? I mean, I'd say so because like I feel like most people take Josh's side on, on it because like he was his best friend and then like Nessa like kind of stole his best friend's girlfriend you know what are they all up to like josh has the podcast with what's his name now right? yeah with dave portnoy yeah boston boston head he has a boston <laughs> yeah um but yeah no i feel bad for for Jaden. i i personally love his music i mean they're also young kids like people make stupid decisions when they're young i bet he regrets it now he might not but like so he's on the street currently yeah he lives on the street where are all these people <laughs> where do you come from the person who used to live in my apartment before i moved in was what's her fucking name mads lewis Mads Lewis. Mads Lewis. Do you? Okay, yeah, she's pretty big. And then my neighbor's a porn star. Who's Mads Lewis? Sounds familiar. Um, she used to date uh Taylor Holder, and there was like a bunch of drama with him. Yeah. Remember how like people were like speaking badly about Taylor Holder, like saying Dude, he. There's did. so much drama. Yeah, I know. I don't. Around. I honestly hate drama. I just kind of like watch it. I don't really keep up with it, and I don't really like to interject my opinions into him because it's like. I don't fucking care, and I don't want people to think I fucking care. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just like kind of know what's up, you know? Interesting. So, like, a lot of drama happens in the music industry in general, too. Like, a lot of shit happens. Yeah. People, like, ruin their image, ruin their name. Yeah. Do you think it's, like, how hard is it to make a comeback if you, like, I'm, I'm talking guys like 6 9 like Kanye, stuff like that. How hard is it to make a comeback? <laughs> in the music? I mean, if you're that deep in, yeah, it's kind of tough. I mean, Kanye, like... I think Kanye can make a comeback just because like he's a he's a goat in music to begin with. He like inspired generations. But yeah, the shit he's like doing now is like ridiculous. Do you think he like I think he's doing it on purpose. That's what I'm saying. Do you think he meant to go into this like as I, like some kind of stunt to like get his name out? I think maybe he's just like curious to how far he can go. But he went too far. Like this is That's the thing, but like before that, he didn't go too far, but like he was still being crazy. But even before that, he was like on the line. He's on but the line. Now he's like that's crossing. what I'm saying though. So like that's what he was saying. He was trying to see how far he could go. But now he like but like to bring up stuff like no, Hitler I know, and stuff I know like that, that you know? it's so stupid. My my best friend is like <laughs> is Jewish and he like was on Kanye's side before like before the Nazi shit. That? Yeah. Then after the Nazi shit, he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's bad. And then like. All the shit he's saying, all like any controversial topic out there, Black Lives Matter, any anything bad, he's like taking the opposite side. Of yeah, I don't know what's going through his head. Um, I personally love his music, and I love the the creative genius that the man is, and I will always look at him as an idol for like music. But like, I don't know what the fuck's going through his head, like publicly when he like talks and shit. I don't want to talk bad about him because I fucking love him to death, but like. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, he's also been known for like if he's standing for something, he goes in it all the way in. So I'm wondering, like, yeah. did he go too far into it? Now he's just kind of like, there's no turning back, so I have to live what I've already been saying. I, I don't know, dude. I, with the shit he's saying, I don't, I don't agree with it. Uh, obviously, it, yeah. I don't think anyone fucking agrees with it. I don't know what's going through his head, but I think he is taking a little far for sure. Yeah, I mean, he has some like there was a video of him 
like the dude's kind of just weird too. Like there's a video of him, like there's traffic going, right? Like this, you know, like the streets of like Malibu where like there's yeah. like this streets, like they're just open highways, Pacific Highway, Pacific Coast Highway, whatever. Yeah. There's like a video of him just sitting on the side, like of the road, just sitting there with like a raincoat on. It's like raining. I'm like, dude, it's kind of weird, right? I don't know. I can see, I can see Kanye doing that though. Yeah, I don't know. He's just a very interesting man. Yeah, right now he's not doing the smartest things in the so world. That's, yeah, I'm wondering like, Six nine, I think he's never gonna be at the level he was on. Yeah, I think Kanye could recover if he's just like, oh, like maybe it was like a medical problem, or hey, like I totally fucked up, like I was just doing that as a social experiment to see if I could get canceled. Because honestly, it looks like that at that point. Like, who the fuck actually says shit he's saying? Right, right, right. So, um, I think he could recover because everyone everyone loves his music mm-hmm. like i don't know about every everyone but like a majority of people like kanye kanye's music specifically so music yeah. he could come back in but not you're saying not things like no i think he could recover his image a little bit if he drops like an amazing album you know because people are just gonna listen to the album and be like this is fucking amazing and then if he like apologizes and shit then maybe maybe he could recover a little bit but like six nine's done bro there's no way yeah i mean he's trying to he, dude, he even got into some shit with Steve will do it. You see that, bro? Like the dude, he's messing up his image with everyone, <laughs> bro. Like six nine. First of all, blew up being like a gangster rapper, right? right? Like he was part of the Bloods, right? Right. Supposedly. And then snitched on them, so completely ruined that image. Came out publicly that he wasn't a Blood, just did it for his image, and then is still talking shit and still trying to cause up drama. Like I don't know. And he also had a time, and he had very niche music, right? Right. I think he he was just like a fad, kind of like. To punk. be fair, every song he dropped was a hit. It was really like I I personally thought his music went hard for like gym workouts and stuff. It's yeah. very it's acquired taste. Some people hate him, but like I I liked a, I liked a couple of his oh, songs. I agree. I think his songs were like, actually pretty Swervin, good. Like his feature on Swervin with like A Boogie, fucking love that song. Um like Kika with Tory Lanez, fire. Billy. Billy? Yeah, I mean some of shit slap, bro. Like it did, but also I do think it was very like niche. Like you don't really talk about like Little Pump anymore. No. What, I, yeah, what happened? I kind of like Gucci Gang when that shit came out, bro. That was, that was all right. It kind of yeah. went hard. Like, boss, like, yeah, it was repetitive as shit. But, like, people have eras and music changes. And, and he had an era. I don't see any. There wasn't really longevity to it. And he did all this all this shit and fucked up his image entirely. And his music doesn't really have longevity. So I don't think he could make a comeback. Imagine he lived in your building down there with bro, the if, guy. <laughs> if, if I knew he lived there, then he'd have to, like, not because not of me, but, like, if people knew where he lived, he'd have to move because that's how much of like a no. I'm actually, I'm talking back. about your Australian roommate. <laughs> Imagine what you would go through if Six Nine lived down there. Oh, <laughs> bro, everyone would fucking hate Six Nine. Oh my god, I, I don't know if he would cause a ruckus now. I think Six Nine moves differently. Yeah, no, I mean he has to, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think he he'd be quiet. I think he'd have a bunch of security. I don't think he would be going out places. So honestly, my crazy roommate might like Six Nine more. <laughs> more not not crazy stellar. roommate, crazy neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> uh well i mean what's um how has like music treated you in uh, in the entertainment coming from ultimately tiktok like honestly like i can't complain really about it like i mean obviously there's there's things that i want i wish were better right but like everyone can wish for things to be better but like music's been treating me really well i'm streaming really well i'm at today is the highest i've ever been for all-time streams ever you know, like my everyone used to call me a one hit wonder when I only had one song out that was streaming really well. No fucking shit. I'm a one hit wonder. I have one song out, you know, like, but like I have more songs out now that are all also performing extremely well. You know, like I kind of like broke that that image that I had for a little while and I have dozens of songs streaming incredibly well. Like a majority of my streams are coming from my independent catalog that isn't signed signed i get to keep my bag you know like i'm living comfortably in la my life is super fun i go get to party on the weekends with like people you see on your for you page and artists that you listen to right you know i'm friends with these people i'm friends with porn stars which is also really cool <laughs> you know like i'm having fucking fun bro like and it's all because of music and the people that support me and i fucking love making music so it's like when i go to work work it's not fucking work yeah like when I go, I go in maybe once a week to the studio. That's not, that's not a work day, bro. Mm-hmm. That's a fun day. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the days where I'm at home doing like the back end bullshit for music. We're like, oh, like I got to email this 
producer about the producer like i gotta pay this producer about the fees because my manager said that he wants this amount but i don't agree with it so i tell my management like i don't want to pay this much and there's fucking back and forth going through and i gotta call the producer talk him like to a point where like we're both on the same page and like that stuff's like annoying yeah you know what i mean or or are like you doing all that yourself like you don't have my managers manage. handle most of it yeah. but like sometimes i gotta get involved and then back-end merch bullshit like if I like recently, I went down to the the um the tech textile textile district mm -hmm. uh in Los Angeles, so I can reduce my margins on merch sales, uh increase my margins on merch. What's your merch? Sales. Are you wearing anything or not? I don't have it on right now, but my merch merch kind of looks designer. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's tailor one. Um, but yeah. So essentially, I went to the textile district like two days ago to like see if I could like reduce the cost of making the hoodies, so I could make more off of each sale so just like random shit like that you know what i mean or like working on uh the assets for a song when they come out like the lyric video the artwork making sure the song's like a hundred percent the way i want it to sound in terms of mixing mastering there's a lot that goes into the music behind the scenes like a lot make folk tiktoks setting up uh like a studio shoot with a uh like videographer sending it to my editor making sure it looks exactly the way i want it to and putting it out like every single day you know what i mean like yeah. th there's just like a lot of shit that goes into it that stuff's not as fun being in shooting the tiktoks like being at the studio like recording them that's pretty fun yeah you know like making music at the studio that's fun editing the songs when you're not at the studio to make them exactly how you want it to sound that's not a lot of fun mm -hmm. you know but like when i go in once a week to make music that day is like probably like one of the funnest days all week for me yeah you i know? think one one other thing i wanted to ask you was about your song ashes like what where, where the inspiration for that come from how long was it before you like dropped like made that song in your music career and you were like this is it so um yeah so i started making music 2018 right. right at the end of the year right so and then 2019 i made a bunch of songs that were like pop rap so like a little rap heavy but it was like melodic pop rap so uh you could think like juice world juice, juice world was like a big inspiration for me so it kind of like sounded similar to that or like the kid Leroy, or like you know what i mean uh, and I put out a project. I thought I'm going to be famous dropping this project, you know, like the songs honestly were really good. I'm, I was never bad at making music. I was always good at it. Like right off the rip, like my songs, the third song I ever wrote right now has like 2 million views on YouTube, you know, like people love that song. That was the third song I ever wrote. It's called last summer, but it was on my old project, right? And when I dropped this old project, I thought, hey, I'm going to be famous. Like, the songs on this are, like, amazing. Dropped it, nothing fucking happened. You know, like, I'm like, okay, maybe it isn't that easy. Right. Maybe I got to learn how to market. You know, everyone thinks that, though. Like, if you haven't actually made music or, like, put anything out and you're sitting on a bunch of shit that you think is awesome, you just have this gut feeling that when you drop it, you're, you're going to be famous. But mm -hmm. once you actually do it and nothing happens, then that's when you, like, realize, oh, marketing important so what's ashes about ashes um so i, I made ashes like half a year after that mm -hmm. right so pretty close to when i dropped the the ep or whatever and ashes was just about experiences with my previous exes like i've been crazy about girls before you know it was just me talking about how i like toxic shit and it's sometimes fun you know when a girl drives you nuts <laughs> Like that's, it's like an upbeat love song, Yeah, you know? And, um, it was about two experiences, mm -hmm. two girls combined, kind of like pulled from both of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wrote that song, fastest song I've ever, not anymore, actually. Fastest song that has performed really well I've ever written. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, funny thing is I was recording that song. I was writing, I pulled up the beat for that song. It was a YouTube beat. I pulled up the beat. I was oh, at that home. was a YouTube. That wasn't even like a produced beat. No, dude, at the time I didn't. I had no following, I had nothing, I had no connections to Did anyone. Did you buy, end up buying that beat? Yeah, so long story, I'll, I'll tell you it though. So, um, yeah, so I'm at home for break, right? This is winter break, my sophomore year of college. And I'm on YouTube, 
right? Surfing for music. Because that was the only time was I had time to make music, right? When I was off from school because CS took a lot of my time. I'm surfing YouTube. I come across this beat. Uh, this is I've already written like three songs, right? This is the last day right before I'm going back to school. And I play a beat. And it's the Ashes beat. And I'm like, holy shit, this is cool. It's like different. I'd never made a pop song before. Before that, it was all like melodic rap. And then I just freestyled. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy. I'm going to fucking blow all the ashes down. I just freestyled that. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't really think anything of it, but my dad was walking by and he heard that and he opened the door and he's like, yo, did you say like ring around the rosy? That's really cool. I think you should make that a song right now. Like, I think it could be a hit. And I'm like, really? You think so? And he's like, yeah, like just finish that song. Finish it up today. And I was like, okay. So I wrote ashes. Took me like two hours to write it. Wrote the whole thing. Use that as a hook. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking go crazy for you now is what I freestyle. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to write the song about like me going crazy for a girl. True from like past experiences, wrote the song. And my dad loved it even more because I showed it to him like, you think I should record this? And I was literally supposed to go to school the next day, right? Did was, you stay home? <laughs> so, I mean, school didn't start the next day. School started the day okay. after that. I just wanted to go before so I could be there so I didn't show up the day I started. My dad said, no, don't go to school. Go, go, go to Boston and cut it, a studio. Really? So I went to Boston and cut it at the studio and had that song made in two days, like almost like a hundred percent done. Give that went, man a percentage. Yeah, shout out, shout out Pops <laughs> for that shit. And go to school and anyone I played that song for was like, dude, what the fuck? This is amazing. Why don't you make more music like this? First pop song I ever wrote. Right? Like I, I made like pop rap before yeah. that. And I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, send me it. And that was the first time people were asking me to send them the like Google Drive of the song. And I probably sent it like 50 people. Wow. So 50 people were just like listening to this fucking Google Drive song. And I'm like, that's like more people like have shown interest in this song than I've ever had interest in anything from anyone in my career so far. Right. So I'm like, well, shit, maybe I have something here. But back to school, you know, like didn't have time to do shit. So I just sat on the record until boom, COVID hit. No more school. We got to term off. You remember that? Yeah. And I'm like. Fuck, what else am I going to do? Let me promote this record on TikTok. Arizona Service is blowing up off TikTok. Fucking Lil Nas X is blowing up off TikTok. Everyone's saying the song is good. Let me promote it. First video I post with it gets like 5,000 views on TikTok, which is the most I've ever gone on TikTok at the time. I had like 100 followers, you know? Wow. And I'm like, maybe I have something here. So I kept promoting it. Videos kept doing better. And then that's all she I, explained, I explained earlier <laughs> on, on the process of how the shit started exploding. Wow. But yeah, that song brought me from like literally zero to a hundred. Dude, your dad. I don't know. Your yeah, dad shout out Pop. I was, shout I was out over Pop here like that. Yeah, I no. thought your parents were like gonna be not supportive of this, that your dad's no, the dude, reason you're my, here, bro. I I'm my my family is the reason why I'm here. I would not be here without them. They gave me my my parents struggled. Like they came out of India. They're smart as fuck. My parents are smart as fuck. They went to IIT in India, which is like equivalent to like MIT. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the hardest schools in India. They they didn't come from rich families. They came like they made it out of India being smart, and they moved here to give me like, I wouldn't say to give me a sec- like another chance. More like because they knew that there was more opportunity here. They were doing well for themselves in India too, mm-hmm. but they wanted to like grow. So they moved here, right? And my parents definitely have done well for themselves. And they've also been really supportive. So I had like security with them and like a jumping pad to jump off of. And they always encouraged me to do whatever I wanted to do. I would never say that, oh, I made it like myself. Like if it wasn't for them and them supporting me, I wouldn't have made it. But like also I want to set an example for, you know, like a lot of Indian parents are very like tough on their kids and like, oh, you have to be a doctor. You have to be this, this, that. I'm the I'm like an exception from the norm. You can make money doing this shit, you know? You just got to, like, prove to your parents that you care about and you're passionate about it, right? Mm-hmm. And and they'll support you. Even my parents made me be an engineer when I was making money. But you just got to prove to them that you can make money. Yeah. And and you, you're good at what you do. Because my parents love my shit. They loved it. But, like, I just got to... I, I showed them, like, proof that it could be something and they completely supported it, you know? I think that's the thing also I talk about a lot is, like, coming from a Middle Eastern family, like... I started not making money the way you did off your YouTube stuff before. Mm -hmm. So I was doing this for the longest time. I was trying to get into something and I wasn't making shit. Like I wasn't making a penny off what I was doing, Yeah. but I was still so passionate because I knew one day I could, 
but my parents weren't seeing that, which is like understandable coming from where they came from, coming from Iran. Like yeah. all they see is school is the way out. Like, right. sure, you could follow your dreams, but it's not making you money. So let's go to school like while on top of while you're doing that. Yeah. I mean, I did that though. Exactly. And then right. the second I started monetizing is the second that, I wouldn't say their support, but the second they saw like it's actually possible to do it when they were like, okay, we'll let you take a step back from school. We'll let you focus on this because there is po potential. Like, exactly. Showing us, you just right? gotta, like, if you are like an aspiring kid trying to like make it in a creative space and your parents are tough on you, right? They're the stereotypical brown parents, right? You just gotta, gotta prove to them, you know, you gotta yeah, yeah. do them both at the same time until you can show them physical proof. And I feel like most parents will be supportive at that point. Yeah. I mean, once it comes to money, that's, but that's like what I'm trying to change. I want to change the whole thing and make it from like, I want these middle Eastern parents to be supportive of their kids when they're chasing their dream, as opposed to start supporting when they start monetizing off. I feel dream. like you got to play both sides though. I had hundred percent. Like you can't do something in your life if you're not making money from it, obviously. Right. But like they also have to understand that this is an industry where like, it's going to take years and years of work before you could get. I feel like a lot of like, Middle Eastern parents or Indian parents, even if you're making a shit ton of money, will make you finish school. That's where I'm at too. <laughs> That's where I feel like like there needs to be a shift in, in the culture, you know? So I mean I do I do understand that like in their culture, like it's huge. That piece of paper means the world to them, even if you don't use it. Yeah. And I told my mom too, like, I'll get it one day. Just let me focus on what I'm doing now. I'll go back. Whether I hired someone that looks like me to sit in even, school for me my or whatever. Even my mom says that sometimes. Like, like yeah. my mom's like, oh, are you going to finish your business degree? I mean, I was CS and I changed to business when shit started going like really good. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. There's no point anymore. Like the only reason why I would even like consider finishing my business degree is to actually learn about business. Yeah. Because I'm curious about it. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if I need a degree. I could probably just Google shit. Yeah. But people have to understand it's hard as fuck. Like we're, this isn't like a simple thing that you could just leave school and expect to have. Yeah. No, that, that's what I'm saying. Like if, if like to, to anyone who's heeding advice, needing advice. Um, yeah. Just do both things until like you can support yourself with the thing you love and then yeah. chase, chase your passion. I think the thing is like, if you're, your parents are like, you have to go to school. Like there's nothing you can do about it. If you're under their roof, you got to live under their rules. Yeah. I think go to school, but then like, sure. Like, Take a step back, get B's instead of A's. Focus on what you actually want to do. Yeah, in college, bro, like, as long as you get into college, I don't think your parents will give a flying fuck. Yeah. If you're getting B's in college, like, what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah, mine would care. Really? <laughs> no, I mean, I've never had a C, but uh, B's, they're like, eh, come on. But if I think if I had a C, they'd be... Oh, really? I was star. getting C's, like, C's get degrees. Like, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah? I was so bad at computer science, bro. Well, that's... Dude, I was undecided, and I got into business because I didn't want to do shit else. Yeah. I was, like, in high school, though, I was really focused, and... I used to have, uh, they also called me ramen head really? and in high school. I used to have hair like that. Yeah. And then I was like, no, it's just too much. Cause I went to Indonesia with one of my friends Yeah. and then he was getting a haircut. And he's like, you want, you want to get a haircut? I'm like, can I just dye my hair? Like my parents aren't here. Can I do some crazy shit? <laughs> so then I got hair like that, but mine looked really bad. Like I didn't have curly hair like you, like that shit looks dope. Thanks. So mine was like, imagine just like black sides, black back and just flat to the side, <laughs> just like blonde. That's it was funny. so bad. They called me ramen head. And then. Then I let it grow, and it was short. It was like really short. So it was really ugly. Like <laughs> I, I look like I belong in West Hollywood. <laughs> That's funny. And then uh, I got highlights, That's blonde cool. highlights, yeah. and then. Yeah, I mean, I, I did the hair for the image, and then I kind of fell in love with it. You know? No, it looks cool. It looks yeah. like with curly hair. Yeah, people can't see me without this now because if, yeah. if it's because it grows out every. It's like a beard. Like once you yeah. have a beard, like exactly, you can't see it without it. Yeah, and um, yeah, me and Tiago had this conversation actually, like two years ago, right before we moved out. We're like. Bro, we look too normal. We got to, like, do something about the image. Like, make it so, like, people know who we are. And then a week after that, he dyed his hair. You said he died. I was like, why did he die? <laughs> and you guys, like, if I, like, squint, if you had blue hair, too, you guys look the same. Dude, I get that all the time. People confuse us. Like, we do look similar. Except we're, like... Battery dye? He's, um... He's, like, Latino, right? And yeah, I, that's crazy, right? Like, yeah. I thought the dude was Middle Eastern. Yeah, or or Indian. A lot or of, Indian. A lot of yeah, people, yeah, yeah. I, but I also get from people like I get little like Spanish kids coming up to me and fucking speaking Spanish. You know. Yeah, you could go. Like expecting me to like. To, like hola, hola, Stellar. Me gusta tu música. Yeah, and then, then I'm just like, what? <laughs> no, no, well, it's no habla glasses. I can't speak English. No, no Spanish. <laughs> no hablo Spanish. Yeah, I don't know Spanish. I can speak Hindi though. Can you? Yeah. My about that channel with them, queso. Oh, shit, can you ah, translation? Cool. Are you from Pakistan? Yes. Oh, right, cool. Interchangeable, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. We're doing the same thing. Before we started, Armand is, he's, uh, they're close enough, right? You're not Pakistani. You're Pakistani, right? I mean, it, it's, I mean, I mean, people from Pakistan and India will make a very clear distinction between the two, but it's, they were referencing each other as, I don't care, bro. Like, you're my, you're a brown boy. I'm a brown boy. That's you guys weren't see, before the podcast. You were like, "I'm 7-Eleven. You're 7-Eleven." Oh, 7-Eleven and 9-Eleven. Yeah. yeah what the, am I? I need something too. I'm not yeah, on 9-Eleven though, am I? Yeah, I'm Middle not. Eastern. That's a joke. Yeah. Like, if no, I know, but like, yeah, I got, fine, fine. Yeah, I'll take 9 I prefer 9-Eleven over 7-Eleven. <laughs> there you type, you know. At least one gets a little bit of a thrill. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, the fucking FBI are gonna be knocking on your door. No, the 7-Eleven one is what I'm talking about. What were you oh. thinking? Oh, oh no, that's not what I meant. Oh shit. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah. No, but like I think it's cool what I'm doing for a lot of brown kids, because a lot of brown kids like look up to me mm-hmm. because I'm doing what they want to do and their parents like are very strict about it. So, I mean, I, I want to be kind of like the martyr for them to like follow because there isn't really like a massive Indian in the pop space at all. Or even like Nav's a massive Indian in like the rap space, but like, you know, it's like an acquired taste right. for a lot of like rap music. Pop music, anyone can listen to. I want to be like a household name so people can be like, oh, Stellar did it and right. he's Indian. You know, like I want to be a martyr for kids around, around the world. That's great. For that shit, yeah. yeah. Keep that first one, up. let's go. Wanna, first one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's gonna wrap it up for today's episode. But. Thank you guys for watching episode ten of the No Script Podcast. Thank you to Stellar. Make sure you guys go check out his music. What is it let's under? Go. Uh, Spotify, Stellar everywhere. Yeah, just dropped a song today, yesterday. What's it called? Cold outside. Check it out everywhere. Go check out Cold Outside. Thank you guys for watching. I'm Kian Albandi. This is Stellar. Sir. I'll see you guys next time Peace. for another episode. Peace.